It's time for Michigan's retirement coach, Mike Douglas. I'm Heather Branch here with Mike. We are talking about ways that you can be working now in effort to better prepare for your financial future. Lifeplanwealth.com is where you can go to begin the conversation with Mike and his team. We also have links posted in the show notes. You can just click there as well. Is it too early to start talking about baseball and spring training? When is spring Show training? hey, no. Show hey. Show hey. Show hey. Hey. When does your friend and mine, John Hicks, was telling me that pitchers report to spring training in February? Is that correct? Yeah, pitchers and catchers. Yeah, pitchers and catchers show up in February. Wow. Uh, it's not not early though. It's like I think it's like mid February, and then spring That's training still starts really early second week of March. Yeah. Wow. All right. We're almost Baseball there. Fans, get ready. It's almost that time of year. I think baseball is probably the hardest sport to be a pro in because it's such a long season and a very short off season. Are you like, kidding you make me? It, Are you kidding me? I have if you make it to the World fan, Series. I've been a Braves fan since I came out of the womb, yeah. and I watch them. And these men do a lot of sitting around. Oh yeah, but I mean, I'm talking about like in terms of how much you actually work through the year. Like yeah. pro athletes, all of them are working all year. Correct. But uh, there's a difference in training with your trainer at your home gym or being close to home and home with your family a lot versus I report to spring training in February as a pitcher or catcher. We make it to the World Series. I'm playing almost to November one. And then I've got November, December, January. And they're on the road a lot. On the road a lot. And it's like when they go on these road stints, it's like four nights in Kansas City, four nights in Oakland, four nights in Arizona, and then back home. So it's like, I think it's the longest season in terms of days spent. The money these guys are making, the money that that you can make in the end. Shohei's cool with it. Shohei is okay with it. Right. You're not complaining about your life on the road. Mm -mm. Mr. Otani, he is the new record holder sitting atop the list of the biggest contracts in Major League Baseball history. In case you didn't pick up on his name, Shohei Otani. Shohei. Uh, he recently was, I think it was just before the New Year's is closer to Christmas time. He signed a landmark deal with the LA Dodgers. What's interesting is how people are analyzing this deal that he signed. TikTok sports guy, Tim Sinclair was talking about how the numbers are misleading in some fashion, but they're actually working in Otani's favor. And here's what he said. It's a $700 million 10-year contract. So 70 million a year, but... They've agreed to defer $68 million a year until after he's done playing baseball, which means he's making $2 million a year for the next 10 years. Why would he do this? Well, it helps the Dodgers in the short term, of course, but it keeps him from paying California taxes on $70 million a year over the next 10 years. He'll pay taxes on where he's living when he is paid that money so he could move to Japan or Dubai or Florida or wherever and save a bunch of money on taxes rather than taking it all while he's living and playing in California. Okay. All great points. A couple of questions for you though. Is this because he's not an American citizen that he would have those options, those international options? No, he's anybody Japanese can do citizen. That. Really? Okay. I get, but you have to denounce your citizenship. Uh... No, not necessarily, but there there is some stuff. Yeah, I mean, if you're, which a lot of Major League Baseball players are international people. That's right, that's right. I mean, tons. Right. And so that's not an issue for most people. But even if nothing else, American citizens could say, when I retire, I'm going to live in Texas or Florida, Tennessee, you know, one of these places with no state income tax, state of Washington, all that wouldn't do that. But the main ones where you can keep your income tax low, your relative tax rates low. So now that's about 8 to 10% back in your pocket. Okay. Right off the top. So that's a big one. So for him, it's like, where is he probably going to go anyways? Well, I'll probably keep a place here, but he's from Japan. So he's probably going to go back to Japan. 
where they have mm-hmm. a flat income tax rate. Their flat income tax is about 21%. Huh. That's a huge discount from paying 40% plus in federal and 9 to 10% state. He'll be paying 50 to 55% in California if he got the money right now. Yeah, I mean, California he also makes, are out of control. Oh, yeah. And so he's going to take $2 million in salary. He makes about $40 million a year in um, endorsements. Because that's the other thing I was thinking about there. Top people are like, wow, that's a lot of money to defer until 10 years from now. But I'm wondering how much, because a lot of these athletes make way more in their endorsements than they do in their salary, no matter how big their sports franchise salary is. Yeah, he's not living on saltines and tuna fish while he's here. I mean, he's doing <laughs> just fine. You know, yeah, he's right. $40 million plus. So he's at $42 million a year, which to put that in perspective, we're talking about $3.5 million a month. Is what he's making. Gross. I mean, Not yeah. gross like that's disgusting, but like no, gross, gross before, before taxes. Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Three and a half million. Gross. Gross. So, yeah. So he's doing that. And it's an interesting yeah. play because, you know, for a long time, the winningest contract of all time was the Bobby Bonilla contract, which um, when he was signed with the Mets, he signed a deal where he got a little bit of money up front and a million dollars a year till 20, I think it's 2035, something like that. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. every year. He gets a check from the Mets for a million bucks plus mm-hmm. inflation, even though he hasn't played for them in like 20 something years. Right. He's so, well into his 60s now, I think, isn't he? Yeah. 50s? And so we would always joke at the office, happy Bobby Bonilla day, right? Because right. the day he gets a million bucks to sit at home. Mm-hmm. And so it's a longevity play. It's a perspective on taxes and income and investments that says I'm making a long play despite what the world around me thinks is the appropriate thing. Because everybody else, a lot of people want to have the number one contract, the number one deal. And he actually does have, you know, the, I believe the number one, if not one of the biggest ones in the world of any kind. It's, Definitely. The, biggest, it's the biggest contract in MLB history. MLB history. But I mean, amongst right, right. all I don't sports, know what it is. he's up Probably there. Probably soccer is bigger. I mean, the, yeah. This is Messi money. This is this yeah. is Ronaldo money. And so he's in that space and he's doing it um, in a way that doesn't beat up his body as bad as a lot of other people do for the same thing. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's very interesting. And as a play for the organization, because one thing that he likes to do, Shohei Otani is leaving the Angels of Anaheim, basically Los Angeles, and going to the Dodgers of Los Angeles. So he's probably not even moving. Right. But what he's doing is he's going to an organization that's very committed to throwing money at whatever it takes to win. So he's going to get right. World Series. He's going to get some more recognition for his abilities because he's going to a, even though in the same city, a bigger team, a bigger market, more, uh, more press, more everything. So his endorsements are going to go up. His bonuses are going to go up. He's going to be playing in the World Series. He's going to be doing all these things. And it's a really, really smart move because, again, everybody goes, wow, I can't believe he's deferring $68 million. He's going to live on two. No, he's going to live on 42 And by moving to Los Angeles on a bigger market team, I bet that $40 million number goes up. So strictly from everybody, don't worry about Shohei. Um, He's going to be just fine. But from a tax planning perspective, it shows that if you're willing to think outside the box, if you're willing to delay gratification, if you're willing to take a long-term perspective on your short-term decisions, you can actually end up way, way better off. If we just run numbers on it, if he gets $68 million in a year, right, in the United States, Let's just say it's only 50% in taxes, but it'll be higher than that because of where he is. But by nature, if he's in California getting that money right now, plus his $40 million of endorsements, 
about $34 million, 30 to $34 million of his money is gone to Texas. Now it's a progressive system, but it's pretty close. Almost 30 to $34 million is gone. So he's actually making 30 to 34, maybe $36 million a year on a $68 million contract. That's a big haircut. If he does the same thing, takes his $68 million in retirement in Japan, he's going to pay about $15 million a year in taxes. So life is more about what you net than what you gross. It's more about what you keep than what you make. So when you, and this applies to regular people, people like, oh, this is rich people problems. This is a regular people problem. Well, so that's what we want to get to is the idea of, okay, so he's obviously got some things going for him that we regular Americans don't. Like 99% of us are not going to pick up a move to Japan to get the tax break as far as income goes. But maybe maybe a lot, especially in mid-Michigan, people might be looking to move to some warmer states in their retirement years. Maybe that can be worked to their advantage. But just thinking about somebody that, because the other thing I think about also is this guy is brilliant and as uh, talented as he is, he did not come up with this idea with, by himself. This is a great example of the power of hiring professionals <laughs> that know what they're doing to help you in this planning process to show you this was probably one of several options that was presented to him in this yeah. process. And to figure out what works best for you. So let's bring that down to the the local every man, every woman level as to how this, what lessons can we learn? How can it be applied to us? Yeah, his margin for error is really great because he could screw it up. He could give away an extra $10 million right. and still make $25 million a year. That's right? right. So his margin for error is really, really get, good. Right. He could really mess it up and still be Leaps and bounds ahead right. as far as success He'll goes. be okay. Again, no right. saltines, no tuna fish, no ramen, right? He'll just be doing his thing. If but, you have a million dollars to retire with, though, if you screw that up. Yeah, and you give it away, it's a much more dire situation. Also, he's going to be retiring in his mid-late 30s, mm-hmm. mid to late 30s, right? Mm-hmm. Whereas he's got a lot of earning potential, all types of stuff he can do. The rest of us have to work till we're 55, 60, 65, retire live off that money for 25 to 30 years. Mm -hmm. And so uh, we can't afford a $30,000 mistake, a $100,000 mistake. Um, We need to make some short-term decisions based on long-term planning. And we need a team of experts. Now, do we have Shohei's agent, lawyers, accountants, all those things? No, but it is important to have someone who knows the rules who can help you play by the rules to the best way. Nothing Shohei did was illegal. It was just very creative. And he worked the system to his advantage. Taxes are like a giant game of Monopoly. There are rules you have to play by. There are opportunities. And there are also pitfalls and traps. All right, when you play Monopoly, there's all these, we've talked about this before, but there's these things that you can do that'll screw up your game, things you can do to win. We just want to know the rules and work with a team who knows them well enough to make sure we win. And that's where these conversations have to lead. That's how we have to sit down and build a plan. It's not a one-time conversation. It's not a quick check-in with my CPA in in the spring. It's a detailed look at the next 30 years of your life. You have to have those conversations. On our our website, lifeplanwealth.com, I always encourage people to click the button that says, start your retirement roadmap today. And that's the conversation button. You hit that button. We start chatting. We have coffee. We talk about all types of weird topics like we talked about off the air on this podcast. (laughs) We can cover a whole lot of things. But the biggest thing is, what do you want life to look like? Where are we starting and where are we trying to finish? And what opportunities and what pitfalls lay in front of you? 
And how do we avoid the pitfalls and maximize the opportunities? How can we be our own little Shohei Otani? How can we turn a million dollars into more than enough for the rest of our life rather than having a million dollars be the starting point, but taxes ripped a bunch away and we fall short? So have those conversations with professionals, build a team of professionals around you who are working for you in your best interest, not theirs, and understand it. And it starts with that conversation, lifeplanwealth.com, start your retirement roadmap today. Speak to that though, because I think that for a lot of people, they, they hear you and they understand that things can be done and there are options, but what's an example of that? How, yeah. how does that work in the work that you do? Yep. I think specifically, I had someone who came in a couple months ago and when she came in, she just wanted some peace. She had more than enough money, two and a half, three million dollars. And she said, I'm just, you know, I don't need enough income out of this thing. Like there's nothing I can ever do to screw this up because I'll never spend this money. I said, well, that's a good problem. A lot of people don't have that problem, but it's a good problem. And as we talked through her situation, it wasn't even about life or death stuff. It was more about opportunities. So she mentioned to me that she had sold a rental property that was going to cost her quite a bit of money in taxes, about $30,000 this year in taxes. And she was like, but you know, my CPA said, I just got to do it because I sold it and I had 200,000 in gains and it's long-term capital gains and, and all this stuff. I said, okay. And I said, well, what if we could avoid the $30,000 legally? She goes, well, I'd always love to avoid paying those taxes legally. There's just no way we can do it. My CPA already told me. So then we went through her portfolio and we started making some very intentional calculations. And in about 30 minutes of work, we went through and identified several positions that had lost $30,000 worth of gains, right? So they were negative 30,000 on some stocks and they were long-term held positions. So we sold them and we offset the taxes and she does not have to pay taxes on that gain from the house because we offset it with some losses because we had long-term capital gains and long-term losses. We offset them. And so she paid nothing in taxes on that rental. And she went back to her CPA and said, how come you didn't tell me I could sell some of my stocks for the same thing? He goes, I'm not a financial advisor. I'm a CPA. You have a financial advisor. He should be telling you that. So then she goes over to the financial advisor's office, which is right next door. They share a building. That's what, that's what she liked about them. They're in the same building, so they should be working together. She goes next door to the financial advisor's office and says, hey, how come you didn't tell me about this? How come you didn't? She, he goes, I'm not a tax guy. I can't give you tax advice. I'm a financial advisor. You have a CPA for that. So she got two professionals, one in taxes, one in investments. Neither one's working together. Neither one's talking to each other. And as a result, she didn't get a Shohei Otani type deal. She actually got hosed, but luckily she came to one of our events and had a little conversation with us where we talked through it. As a result, I told her, I said, even if you never work with us, I'm okay with that, but do this and avoid $30,000 in taxes this year. Clean it up a little bit. And so we went through and that wasn't the only thing we did. That was just the starting point. After another conversation, we went through and found a whole bunch more losses and gains we could offset. And even though she didn't lose any money, we were able to eliminate about $100,000 of taxable gains out of her portfolio. She never has to pay on them again until they grow again on top of what they've already grown. So there's a lot of interesting strategies that can be done, not for the Shohei's and not for the Michael Jordans and the biggest names in sports, but for regular people in mid-Michigan. We can take tax strategies, apply them to your situation, and just make sure that you are winning and taking advantage of every opportunity that's there, just like we did for her. 
lifeplanwealth.com. Again, that is our website. You can go there to begin your own conversation when it comes to making the most of your money, the opportunities that you have to keep more of it and out of Uncle Sam's hands. That is a big opportunity that a lot of people miss, just as Mike is pointing out. People that, people that are even trying, that's what's so frustrating. Like she was actually putting this effort in and still getting misinformation. So always the opportunity to get a full complimentary review to help you better understand what your money is doing, how to make it work better for you in your retirement years. That's what Mike and his team are here to help you figure out. We also have links posted in the show notes. So you can just click there as well. Or again, find us anytime at lifeplanwealth.com. Thanks for listening to Michigan's Retirement Coach with Mike Douglas. To learn more, visit lifeplanwealth.com. Michael Douglas is an investment advisor representative of Stewards Wealth Planning, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Financial professionals are not licensed in all 50 states. To find out if Michael Douglas is licensed in your state, please call 517-323-7526. Stewards Wealth Planning, LLC is not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency and does not provide legal or tax advice. Annuity guarantees rely solely on the financial strength and claims paying ability of the issuing insurance company. By contacting us, you may be provided with information about insurance and annuity products offered through Michael B. Douglas, NP. PN number 9650939.